When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in. What's right with Nick Wright? Episode 100. Our 100th episode. And in fact, we are going to today. We're live on YouTube. Thank you for watching. If you're watching us live on Monday morning. If not, if you're you can't participate in this, if you're watching after the fact. But for those who are watching live, put your favorite. We usually ask for questions and comments in the chat. We can ask some of your favorite moments from the first 100 episodes. Add those to the chat. Also, Big happenings around here. Yeah, I, I'm glad Demonte just put his hand down before I even get to what's going on on the show. Listen, some some people would be a little disturbed by this. I couldn't be prouder. Demonze hit a beautiful five leg parlay on Thanksgiving, and immediately with his winnings, bought a very fresh diamond chain. <laughs> it was very well done. Very proud of him. You can see that on the YouTube stream. You can also uh, listen to us, obviously, on iTunes, Spotify. Check us out there. But before we get to week 12 in the NFL, here is what is not making today's show. What did not make the cut for today's show is Odell getting escorted off a plane. Uh, very conflicting reports here. And I am not one to just believe what the police tell me. However, Odell's lawyer's excuse does not seem that believable either. So I'm I'm intrigued by what may or may not have actually happened. I know it's not the greatest look yeah. for a guy who's trying to, you know, interview for jobs right now. Josh Jacobs with an 86-yard walk-off touchdown in overtime to beat the Seattle Seahawks in the fight in Geno Smiths and the Chiefs. <laughs> Not really making today's show as they Crazy. dominate Bryce Perkins. You said you were going to bring up on the podcast something I said about Bryce Perkins. I thought about it for a few hours. You are not going to bring that up on the podcast. <laughs> Let's get to today's show. Here, Demonte, what are we starting with? I start with the Eagles. They now move to two, 10 and 1 on Sunday Night Football, and Jalen Hurts is looking like an MVP. But the big story, the big story was Aaron Rodgers and Hold his on. injuries. Can I? Can we just pause just for one second? You can pause before we get to Aaron Rodgers. You guys can start the clock if you want, but it's fine. I told you guys last week what was going to happen with the MVP conversation, and I thought, and I, you guys, last week, the whole football media came to a consensus where I've been all year that it's Patrick Mahomes. And then it's everybody else. And last week, the general consensus was Mahomes the MVP. Let's stop being dumb. We know he's the MVP. And what did I tell you guys? I told you guys that that would last a few weeks maximum. And then they will find someone new to put, ah, maybe it's this guy. It took six days. And now it's, oh, Maybe it's Jalen Hurts is the MVP. And by the way, unfortunately for Jalen, they probably got to him too early. In a few weeks, it will be guys. Tua. <laughs> Tua's the MVP. Mahomes, it's going to be Mahomes <laughs> versus Allen, then Mahomes versus Hurts, then Mahomes versus Tua. And Tua's the best it, candidate. It wouldn't shock me if they steal this MVP from him like they did in 2020, as I told you might happen. But go ahead. That's not the story here. The bigger story here is Aaron Rodgers and his injuries. Yeah. He came into the game with a fractured thumb and late in the third went into the locker room with a rib injury. Yeah. But to the rescue, Jordan Love came in and looked excellent. He did look good. Almost immediately threw a touchdown. Yeah. Everyone remember when, remembers when Rodgers pulled this exact, exact move once upon a time with Favre. So is this the end of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? Okay, so... This is a complicated question because 
I think the Packers and Rodgers after the game said he wants to play, he wants to keep playing. They're done. They're yeah, four and eight. Clearly. They're cooked. They're finished. And James Jones, if you're watching, I do not forget a few weeks ago when you were on First Things First with me and bet me an indetermined amount of money that the Packers were going to win 10 games. And I said, any stakes you want is fine. You were very loud about them winning 10 games. Well, they have now lost eight games. So winning 10 games is mathematically impossible. So you can forward me the check whenever you want, Mr. Jones. But that's neither here nor there. Packers are done. Okay? We know the Packers are done. We also know that they are in a very odd spot with Jordan Love. Because he was a first-round pick, first-round picks get four-year contracts with a fifth-year option, meaning the team has the option to add a fifth year to the contract, okay? That option must be exercised in the offseason between their third and fourth years. That's this offseason for Jordan Love. So the only silver lining to the season from hell and now to the fact that Rodgers is legitimately banged up is you can sit him the rest of the way and get a five-week sample of Jordan Love. Not necessarily because you're moving on from Aaron Rodgers, but because you need to see Love play so you can determine, A, do we want to pick up his option? B, does he have real trade value? Right. What if so the Packers front office this offseason is going to have to, I believe, let so let's just go through all the possible scenarios. Let me set this up well because this is important. Scenario one, you go back to Rodgers. Season, what is gained from that? I would argue nothing other than maybe he gets, you know, a little more reps with the young receivers. But You can't make the playoffs either way. All you can do is get hurt more. There is, to me, nothing to be gained from going back to Rodgers. Okay? That's door number one. Door number two, you go to Jordan Love, and he's awful. Okay, you now can decline the fifth-year option, understand that was a bad pick, move forward with Aaron Rodgers. You go to Jordan Love, and he's good. That then opens two separate possibilities. Three, actually. Possibility number one, if he's good. You pick up the fifth-year option. You hold on to Jordan Love. You keep Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is your starter next year. And then the year after, you make a decision. Do we want to trade Rodgers, release Rodgers after next season, move on with Jordan Love? What do we want to do? Okay? Jordan Love is good. Door number two of that. You ask around the league and say, what can we get for this guy? Can we get a first-round pick for this guy in a world where Matt Ryan gets traded for stuff? Carson Wentz gets traded for a lot of stuff. One more year of him on a very cheap rookie deal plus a relatively cheap fifth-year option. Is there a team like the New York Jets, if if Mike White turns back into a pumpkin, that decides we're good. We need a quarterback. We, you know, this is what we don't want to go through the total crapshoot of the draft again. Let's do, and we will use those draft picks to try to make one more Super Bowl push with Rodgers. Door number three of the Jordan Love is good op- uh, option is you trade Aaron Rodgers and you move forward with Jordan Love. The point is this I don't know if Rodgers is the quarterback next year. I do know. It would be inarguably the wrong decision to not take advantage of the one good part of a lost season, which is that you can use the last five weeks to evaluate this quarterback. And if that pisses off Aaron Rodgers, to use the old, one of my favorite quotes from a show I actually didn't watch, Mad Men, the Dom Draper quote, that's what the money's for. Aaron, you're upset? Well, luckily, we just gave you $150 million. Was he on a one-year contract? Who? Aaron Rodgers. He was before they signed him to this extension. Yeah, so what do you even, are you even able to get anything 
for Aaron Rodgers? Yes, because he, yeah, you would because and speak up a little bit. T- teams but, have to finish their his contract, right? Well, it's it. Listen, the the Aaron Rodgers contract is complicated, and it's a lot of money people would be trading for, but. It's it's after next season. It's a year to year commitment. It's not you're not locked into him for multiple seasons Copy. after next year. So because of that, I think that it, I think there would be a market, maybe not a strong market, but a market for Rodgers. They can't cut him. They could trade him. It would actually help their cap situation a bit. Right. I. So point is this: you must get the knowledge. That is available to you by playing Jordan Love. Next. All right. Oh, by the way, there's a Rodgers done in Green Bay. 60% say yes. All right, go ahead. All right. The Browns shocked the Bucs in overtime. Also shocked my bet. Yeah. But the Bucs. You would have lost the bet anyway, thanks to the the Seahawks. The Seahawks. The Raiders, maybe. Uh, But the Bucs had a chance. The Browns tied the game with less than a minute to go in the fourth. We've all seen Brady pull off countless game winning drives. This one seemed more than doable. But the Bucs didn't stop the clock and instead played for overtime and lost. Is Todd Bowles just not hacking in disguise or do the bucket or do the Bucks lack trust in Tom? Okay. The Bucks clock management at the end of that game mm-hmm. was a total abomination. In overtime, it wasn't good. At the end of the fourth quarter, it was a travesty. Yeah. So I want to go through, because everyone's focusing just on the final Tampa drive. That was not the problem. The, fi- the, the problem was this. Here's the situation. You are up 17 to 10. Cleveland has one timeout. That's the key piece of information. Cleveland has one timeout, okay? All right. The Browns pop a giant Nick Chubb run. They have first and 10 from the Tampa 12 with a minute 53 left. Okay? At that moment, any serious team must understand, even though you have the lead, you now must preserve the clock. So let me explain it. Because Cleveland only has one timeout, if they, and there's a minute 53 left, if they don't score, you're taking knees. You win the game if you stop them from scoring. Because one timeout, you can stop it once, but then you can kneel it twice. That takes 85 seconds off the clock. There's only 113 seconds left. Their plays are going to take 10 to 15 seconds. It's game over. You're in kneel down territory. So, the clock now, Cleveland no longer cares about the clock. They actually want to use as much clock as possible. Because if they don't score the tying touchdown, they've lost either way. If they have all their timeouts, or even two of their timeouts, it's a different situation. But if you're Tampa, once they get down to the 12, and there's a minute 53 left, you must understand, yes, we want to stop them. But if we don't stop them, we want to have 90 seconds you could have to get a game-winning field goal. Instead, Tampa lets them run 33 seconds off the clock before their second down play. That's at a minute 20. It's an incomplete pass. Okay, now you're real lucky, right? They, They went incomplete. Even though you blew the timeout situation, you still have all three, all three. And there's a minute 20 left. On third down, they throw the ball. They lose a yard. There is now a minute 15 left. Cleveland is in fourth and 10. It's a minute 15. If you call timeout, if you stop them, you're taking knees. The game is over. There's, a, there's 75 seconds left. You can take, they only, you can take, three knees and take off 80 seconds, game's over. They let the clock run down to 35 seconds. Cleveland calls their next play. Touchdown. Now you have 32 seconds. And congrats, you have all your timeouts. It's disastrous. (laughs) Then, to make it even worse, this is what you're talking about. 32 seconds left. 
after the touchback on first down, you throw it for one yard and just let the clock run. Just play for, they're playing for overtime there instead of seeing if Brady can get in field goal range. Now that, that Brady could have called those timeouts. That was yeah. crazy. But the real screw up was the previous, the defensive possession. Right. And then in overtime, they screwed up the clock too. I don't want to spend more time on it. It And as an added kick in the gut in overtime, Tristan Wirfs, your best offensive lineman on an offensive line that has been ravaged by injuries, gets carted off Right. in what the broadcast described as a gruesome injury. Now, I didn't see it, and hopefully he's okay, but he got carted off, and they called it gruesome. <laughs> That's not great. So I've said Tampa's like a sleeper NFC contender. I, I really— Taking that back. At this point, Bowles was just deer in the headlights. So bad. Brady coming off the bye didn't look that sharp. The Browns stink. Yeah. <laughs> the Browns stink. They scored an opening drive touchdown and then did nothing for 55 minutes on offense, and you found a way to lose to them. That's a disastrous loss. A, and I'm not just angry because I had the Bucs minus three. <laughs> that is a disastrous loss. Now, the poll says, will the Bucs win the a of NFC South? And the poll questions, yes, 75%. I agree with that. And they might even, depending on who the first wild card in the NFC is, win a playoff game still. But that offensive line plus that coaching, I can't believe in them to go on a real run. All right, let's get to the main event. I can't believe we didn't start here. Go and ahead. One of the wildest games of the year. The Prince that was promised pulled out a win versus the Ravens. Trevor Lawrence had three straight scoring drives and hit a two-point conversion to win it all. The Jags finally got a win, but are still only four and seven. Is this the best moment of Trevor's career? And if so, isn't that kind of sad? Okay, no, it's not sad. It's not kind of sad. And you guys are so rude. I think it's kind of sad. It's not sad. Stop it. Okay? <laughs> it, the it, Trevor did not get a real rookie year in the NFL because of Urban Meyer. So this is his rookie season. <laughs> Last year didn't happen. This is his rookie season. And he was out there throwing darts. Didn't he almost lose the game yesterday? With he like had a, a fumble. <laughs> he had a fumble. I'm not worried about that. Trevor was fantastic in this football game. You guys on the gambling show, you guys gave me some stupid Thanksgiving Day <laughs> offer, which actually hit, by the way. I turned it, it down hit. and said, instead, I'll take Trevor Lawrence on the money line. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So Trevor Lawrence, the last three weeks, win against Vegas, 109 passer rating, one touchdown, no pick, 235 yards. The next week, he played the best team in football, the Chiefs. He lost. It happened. Still, though, a 106 passer rating, 260 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. This week against Baltimore, 320 yards passing, a 130 rating, three touchdowns, zero picks. Maybe an AFC Offensive Player of the Week award, possibly. Yeah, I'm thinking about player that. Player of the Week. Player of the Week. <laughs> What's so funny? Player of the Week, man. Player of the Week. <laughs> so, okay. Um, That's a big deal. Yeah, the, In fact, you know what? The Week. Well, yeah, they give it out weekly, asshole. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me just see who else could even get it. Josh Allen's not getting it. No one on the Bills is getting it. The Patriots Maybe that lost. new quarterback for Matt the Jets. Jones isn't getting, oh, damn it. Mike White might get it. Nope. God dog it. Mike White might. Oh, you know what? No. Josh Jacobs is going to get it. Josh he, Jacobs. The running back for the Raiders. He has, oh, he has like 200 he plus yards. No, no, no. Damn it. Josh Jacobs is going to get it. That's all right. Runner up player of the week. How about that for my guy, Trevor? That's awesome. And a win. And the yeah, Jack's not dead yet. Uh, I mean, they, they've got some work to do, but not dead yet. You guys. You guys mocked me. I told you he was going to turn it around. They get the Lions this week? What? What are you laughing about? I mean, you're just making it seem like this is like a flawless victory. You didn't know until the end of the game that it was over. It wasn't They're one playing of those the Ravens. Yeah. Ravens are really good. <laughs> Fair enough. By the way, that's another two-score lead blown by the Ravens. Yeah. Did you see Lamar's tweet? He deleted no, it. I didn't. My friend told me about it as I was playing the game with him. He told a fan to eat a bleep. <laughs> it wasn't great. Lamar, 
Trying to get that money, man. You can't be tweeting to these people. Eat a bleep. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's... not great. Lamar, you've been you got a really good image. This wasn't great. Also, you watched a lot of this game with me. Yeah. Lamar's not the most reliable passer. Dude. At and, all. I mean, whether it's you playing him in Madden, <laughs> Devontae played me in Madden. He was Lamar. He got beat 50 to 14. Just kept sailing interceptions over people's heads. <laughs> Four, uh, yeah, 14 so might be generous. Here's the... So the Ravens, all of a sudden, they're still favorites to win the division. But... Are they 7-4 and four now? 7-4, but Cincinnati beat Tennessee. The Ravens lose. Now, the Ravens, what they have going for them is the schedule. Broncos, Steelers, Browns with Deshaun back. Falcons, Steelers at the Bengals week 18. The Bengals, on the other hand, have a much more difficult schedule, including the game of the year next week at home against the Chiefs. The Bengals have Chiefs, Browns, at the Bucks, at the Patriots, home for the Bills, home for the Ravens. So the Ravens should still win that division because the schedule strength is so different. But it's hard to believe in this Ravens team right now as a true championship contender. Now, it is something that they've played 11 games were they ever up double digits in this game? I know they were up nine. Uh, we're, I'm looking at it right now. I'm they were bet my paycheck on the Ravens Broncos game. Okay, but let's not ahead. let's not put your paycheck on the Ravens Broncos game. <laughs> don't, don't. I'm joking, but I'm putting I'm definitely putting money on that game. Okay, well, well on the Ravens Broncos. Bet, yeah. What? Well, real quick, let's just do it real quick. What do you think the line is? Ravens at home against the Broncos. Oh, Ravens minus seven. Minus eight. Uh, yeah, Ravens minus eight. They blow yeah, a lot of a little leads, risky. man. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing is. <laughs> they blow a lot of leads. They get the leads, and that's what's so weird about them. You would think that a team that is run, run, run with a quarterback that doesn't really turn it over a ton, if and historically, prior to this year, that's what they, they were like 24 and three went up double digits with Lamar. And now they've lost three times when up double digits and a fourth time when up nine points. But they lost to royalty. What do you want from me? To lost royalty. The, that was promised. the oh, pony gosh. that was promised. It, the what'd you say? The pony. The pony that was promised. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but we can just move on. Next. <laughs> After Sunday, two of these four teams will make the playoffs. The Bengals, Jets, Patriots, and Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Chargers' risky coaching finally paid off with a crazy win over Arizona. The Jets have a new identity under Mike White and crushed Chicago. And since he beat Tennessee without Mixon or Chase, New England isn't going away, but they did lose to Minneapolis on Thanksgiving Day. Minnesota, but go ahead. Min- I always say Minneapolis. Uh, that's right. That's the Minnesota. Pat- they're I mean, that, both that football is, teams. That, what'd you say? No, no, no. They're bo- I don't know why I get them mixed up with the Colts. Minneapolis. Oh, Minnesota, Indianapolis. The, Indianapolis. Yeah, that's right. Minis. Yeah, that's if right. You, if, you had to bet, if you had to bet on two of those teams to make the playoffs, who are you picking? All right. Before I even answer that, I want to say something about you mentioned the Chargers risky coaching paying off. And if you guys remember my analytics rant from about a month ago that where I said it, analytics needs a rebranding. And another thing I said was, What I think is total BS is we only talk about these aggressive decisions when they go poorly. You had two teams yesterday go for two at the end of games to win them. The Prince that was promised in the Jags and the Chargers over the Cardinals. They both worked and like clockwork. And by the way, that is not even a clear analytics move. Most analytics... uh, Models usually have those decisions as close to coin flips. It's more a coach gut decision. But as always happens, amazingly, the biggest critics of analytics, they didn't mind those decisions. You know, I uh, listen, and I don't don't name check him on social media on this because he's a friendly of mine. He's good friends with Kevin Wilds, and I like him, respect him a lot. But I was listening to Bill Simmons this morning, and like clockwork, Bill, who is criticize these coaches for being aggressive all year, says without a touch of irony, you know, both those two-point conversions, I actually agreed with. Oh, you don't you don't say. Because they worked. Everybody loves them when they work. Right. When teams are aggressive and it works, people have no problem with it. When they don't, they want to, 
do a take the points, purging take the of the nerds <laughs> and blame analytics. Okay. Now to this question. So New England's, you said New England's not going to go away. New England's going away. New England's cooked. Minnesota's a good team, man. Okay. I don't know that they are. But, I mean, they're a good team. I don't know that they're an excellent team. What sucks for the Patriots in that game is Mac Jones played the best game of his life, and they lost. Like, they, they, their offense did everything. Their defense could do nothing. Here's the problem for the Patriots. They have six games remaining. Four of them, Demonze, are against the Bills, Dolphins, Bengals. Two against the Bills, home against the Bengals, home against the Dolphins. That's Brutal. Then now road games against the Cardinals and Raiders. Let's give them those wins, okay? Road wins against the Cardinals and Raiders. That only gets you to eight wins. Even if you go one and three against Bills, Bills, Dolphins, Bengals, now you're only at nine wins, right? Can you go four and two down the stretch, which would mean Two and two, you split with the Bills, and then you also split Bengals-Dolphins? I don't think so. So I think the Patriots are the easiest ones to eliminate. That The Jets are interesting because the Jets, now that they have semi-competent quarterback play, that defense is so good that you want to believe in them. I got to look at what the Jets have the rest of the way. They also just beat up on a dog water team. No, that's true. At the Vikings, at the Bills, that's tough for the Jets. Then home Lions, home Jags, at the Seahawks, at the Dolphins. And then the Chargers, listen, the Bengals are making the playoffs. So to me, the Bengals are, they have a tough schedule. I would be shocked if they don't make it. So let's let's pencil the Bengals in, okay? That leaves one spot remaining. The Chargers have an incredibly soft schedule, and that was a massive win for them, but they are a game behind the Jets in the standings. The Chargers have Raiders, Dolphins, Titans. Those are tough, but they're both at home. Then Colts, Rams, Broncos. So Dolphins, Titans. Dolphins, Titans is hard. Yeah, I was thinking about it. No, no, no. But the Colts, Rams, Broncos to end the year is nice for them. Yeah. That's really nice for them. They already got their Chiefs games out of the way. Right now, I would say Bengals-Jets are the two playoff teams with the Chargers, the last team out, the Patriots fading down the stretch. But I, I don't know why you guys are ignoring the possibility. The possibility hey, man. that the Jags go on a run. <laughs> oh my uh, listen. Let me, can I just paint the picture for you? Let me paint the picture for you, okay? The Jags go to Detroit and win. They then upset the Titans in Tennessee. That would be a big one. They then beat Dallas at home. Tough. Go to the Jets. Could do it. At the Texans, easy. Week 18, Titans home. Titans already clinched the AFC South, already locked in to their seed. Maybe they rest people. I'm just saying, it's not outside of the realm of possibilities that the Jags in the year on a seven-game winning streak. It's possible. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I mean, you're saying it's possible that the prince of the, that was promised ends up with a seven-game. When I was hyping up he's Daniel Jones in that in game the other day. He's won, by the way, he's won seven games in his career. I was Yeah, you were wrong about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones stinks. He Man. stinks, buddy. Dude. Yeah, let's see about this. Let's see about this seven what game win odds, streak for the you know Jets. Let me. I, I, I'm just saying. I don't think they. Sh we should eliminate them entirely. All right. Again, this is our 100th show. We will uh, take in the chat your guys' favorite moments. I'm told we have some cool video packages that we're going to be playing. We'll do that coming up next. Plus, game of Nick Wright, Public Defender, and a little. <laughs> A little soccer talk, my friends. Today's been an unbelievable day in the World Cup. We'll uh, do all that next. What's the right? The Jags are also plus 800 to make the playoffs. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can't write it off. Eight to one. Might as well bet on that. Well, they, they, you, oh, I, well, I bet on them before the season. I don't need to add more to it. 
All right, we'll discuss more later. Next week, they'll be plus a thousand. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Here's what he said. Read off of the quote. Yeah. Well, uh, the only problem is he doesn't play for the Lakers. <laughs> I'm supposed to read the quote and then say he doesn't play for the Lakers. No, you're not supposed to say read off of the quote. Oh. That's a command. Oh, crap. Sorry. That's a, Okay, now you're cursing live on YouTube. That's a, that's Demonze's first I'm Ron Burgundy moment. I'm Demonze Bird. Will Demonze get to 5,000 followers before I get to 500,000 followers? This is a deal. So you're risking $1,000. 1000 And I'm risking 10000 Yeah. And it will be paid on the show. So he won the bet. Might not see me here on Thursday. <laughs> the hit show HBO Winning Time is seeking basketball players for the roles of Byron Scott. So you played college basketball. You are the right height. Look at this. <laughs> I think that absolutely it works. I'm going to need more tweets, more Winning Time HBO Demonze hashtags. Our Demonze stands, we still need you guys, but that's huge. Demonze stands? Yeah. Okay, I don't know if those people exist. And Bill Belichick's also won 73% of his games. Games coached by other coaches named Mike. It sounds good, but it's it's one game. 33 and 12, actually. He's coached 45 games against dudes named Mike. Tomlin. Vrabel, Mike Smith, Mike Malarkey. Wow, good so job. You. Doesn't change my opinion. Defend your client, Draymond Green. Our defense is not that my client did not do it. Our defense is that you would have done it as well. I don't condone violence in the court, but adjourn. There's two franchise tags. Let me just explain this very quickly. Another team franchise, franchise tag tried to sign that average salary to five highest paid guys in the Titans race. With the right now, he looks like the league MVP. So that is the. So you're saying it was dumb? Yes. That's your best live analogy ever. Felt really good. That's like a really smart point you made. Demonte and I have the same backpack. And you probably shouldn't go. Oh. This guy's just out here chilling with a little, the little. <laughs> I mean, look at this. A little gas station Hennessy bottle. Ruben asks, how much thigh will you continue to let Demonze get away with? I don't know, man. It's a new generation. They're the short, short generation. I'm built different. Your not only development, growth, and maturity on the air is has been exponential. It, it's really been a total joy for me. And I'm proud of you, and I love you, and it's been, it's been just great to be a part of it. I really appreciate that, Pops. Oh, that was great. That was amazing. Well done. Love Let's it. make sure we tweet that out, that full compilation. That was really good. Yeah. Also, it does show a significant upgrade for us quality-wise in our studio. Yeah. Our camera quality and our studio <laughs> quality and the whole thing. All right. Uh, that. By the way, keep commenting uh, your guys' favorite moments or questions you have. We'll get to those at the end of today's show in the next segment. But first... Before we get to our game, Nick Wright, public defender, what do we have to do? Oh, it's the World Cup. Yo, give me the graphic. Oh, look, oh, the old FIFA forecast. What's up? It is the FIFA. Oh, nothing. Uh, I love the graphic. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was saying, what's up? Go ahead. Yeah, a lot has happened since we last talked soccer. Yeah. 
Argentina dropped their first game in a huge upset. Germany got knocked out. Almost got almost knocked got out. knocked out. They're Sorry okay. about that, yep. guys. No need to fret. No problem. France is the only country with two wins so far. Yeah. The U.S. has ended both their matches in a draw, and the U.S. faces Iran tomorrow in a win and end scenario. Yeah. How much FIFA have you played over the past few weeks, and how much will that help the U.S. make it to the group stage? All right. I haven't played that much FIFA over the last few weeks. I've played some. Yeah. I've played some. I So uh, we will discuss the U.S.'s spot and my concern. And then we will discuss the tournament as a whole. My concern is that Iran goes into tomorrow's game knowing that as long as Wales doesn't beat England, which would be very shocking if they did, Iran simply needs a draw to advance. So the U.S. has to beat Iran. Iran needs to either win or draw. That is always a tough spot to be in if the other team is going to play uber conservative, not really take a lot of chances to go build a lead because they're going to say nil-nil draw is fine with us. And it also means, and nil-nil's tough, right? It's tough to hold a team scoreless the whole game. But it certainly means that if Iran were to get up one nothing. The United States is, I don't want to say screwed, but in brutal, brutal shape because it would mean that Iran then absolutely can play uber conservative. And even if they concede a goal, be okay. So this is a, this is why the United States, they played well enough to win both of their, well, that's not true. Wales. They played well enough to win in the first half. They played poorly in the second half. England, they played well enough to win, but they can't make any shots. They can't even get quality shots. They can't put shots on goal at a high enough rate. They played better than England in that game, and they were almost lucky to get a draw because England had far fewer scoring chances, but they were better scoring chances than the U.S. had. I believe the U.S. will beat Iran. And I think they'll advance. But that's not the only soccer I want to talk here. I just want to go day by day and just give you my quick thoughts on the tournament because we haven't done that yet. So uh, the first day, the big note of the, the, the big match of note was obviously U.S. Wales, and they got the draw. Good first half, bad second half. Day two, I guess this is technically day three because day one was uh, Qatar, Ecuador in the opener. Our Argentina losing to Saudi Arabia was one of the most shocking events in any World Cup. It's the biggest upset since 1950 in any World Cup. Argentina then got it back together. More on them in a moment. Later that day, a week ago tomorrow, six days ago, France fell down one nothing to Australia and then came storming back to the tune of winning 4-1. They have looked like the best side in this entire tournament so far. It's why they're the only team that's already locked up a spot in the knockout round. Uh, the very next day, uh, Japan shocked Germany 2-1. That was a game where it's one, it's, for, it's one thing for there to be a shocking upset. It's another thing for there to be a shocking come-from-behind upset. Germany was up 1-0 in the 75th minute, and Japan got two goals late, which put them, obviously, in great position. They win the game. Uh, and then Spain annihilated Costa Rica. It was embarrassing for Costa Rica. Costa Rica kind of redeemed themselves more on them in a moment. And then Belgium beat Canada more on Belgium in a moment as well. Portugal, Ghana played a great game. Ghana's played two great games. They played an unbelievable game earlier today. Both the games today have been great. Brazil then kicked off their tournament. They beat Serbia easily. Then there was the U.S.-England uh, nil-nil draw. Nothing super of note the rest of that day for our purposes. France beat Denmark and put Denmark in position where they're screwed here. Denmark, well, I shouldn't say screwed, but Denmark, who was a team that I think a lot of people thought was going to have a real chance to do some type of damage in this tournament. Denmark, let me check their odds right now to advance because France obviously is already, uh, already advanced. Denmark right now, they... They are minus 190 to advance. So they are 
if they win their final match, their advance, I don't think they've played well thus far in this tournament, but just my take. Uh, and then Costa Rica yesterday redeems itself by beating Japan after losing 7 nothing. Uh, you know what? I was saying, my apologies no. for what I was saying about Denmark when I was saying Denmark hadn't played that well. The point I was actually trying to make was Belgium. Uh, I guess it applies to both of them. Belgium is the team, though, that was one of the favorites and now is an underdog to advance. Denmark is still should advance, minus 190. Belgium, on the other hand, because of a 2-0 loss to Morocco, is a significant underdog to advance. It looks like it's going to be Morocco and Croatia moving on, which is shocking. And then Brazil-Switzerland is going on right now. But earlier today, you had two unbelievable matches. You had Cameroon play Serbia. Cameroon went up 1-0 to start the game. Serbia then scored three consecutive goals. Two in stoppage time in the first half, one early in the second half. And then Cameroon came back with two goals of their own to get a draw out of it. And then Ghana-South Korea was probably the match of the tournament so far. Uh, where you had, pardon me, Ghana goes up one nothing. And goes up 2-0. Then Joe from South Korea has back-to-back -back quick goals to get the tie. And then Ghana comes back again to take the lead. So that game went 2-0 Ghana, 2-2 to 3-2 Ghana. It's So thus far, oh, and I left out the Spain-Germany game. So this is what's wild. And then we'll move on to the to public defender. We were in Germany was one of the five or six biggest favorites to win this whole tournament. Germany loses a shocking match in their first game to Japan. They then are playing Spain, who looked amazing in its first game, seven nothing, obviously. They're trailing Spain one nothing in the 80th minute. If they lose, they're done, just done. Tournament over. They get a late goal to steal a draw. And now they are minus 430 to advance just because they have a draw. Because what they have now, for they get Costa Rica. If they beat Costa Rica, they move on. So an amazing turnabout for Germany from one of the big favorites to looking like they're going to be one of the first teams eliminated. Canada was the first team eliminated, I think. Or Qatar probably was Canada's second team. And now Germany looks like they're going to be fine and moving on in advance. Okay. Uh, all right. Now, Demaze can start paying attention again. After I paid attention the entire time. I actually, I, I know what happened in each one of the games. Oh, okay. My apologies. I didn't mean to offend you. Oh, no, that's all good. You didn't offend me, man. I just had to correct you. Oh, okay. You just had to correct me. All right. Demaze's now being very serious and professional while putting on a wig. <laughs> uh, all right. What, it looks like it's time for Nick Wright, public defender. Yeah. You know what time it is, folks? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Zach. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson got benched and Mike White looked unbelievable. In the last two years without Wilson, the Jets lead the league in passing yards per game. With him, they're 31st in the league. Everyone has been quick to pile on Wilson, which is why you need to defend him. Okay. I want to be very simple here with my defense of my client, Zach Wilson. And again, for people new to the show, these are not my real opinions. As any good lawyer, I'm defending my client with vigor and enthusiasm, whether I believe he's innocent or guilty, okay? I'm just curious, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, do you think that multiple Jeez. regimes, multiple head coaches, multiple front offices with the New York Jets have all just gotten top five picks wrong in Mark Sanchez, Sam Darnold, and Zach Wilson, that they just drafted bad players, different schools, different careers, bad players? Or is there something about the New York Jets franchise that destines marquee top picks to fail? Was my client, Zach Wilson, destined to fail the moment the Jets called his name, the same way Sam Darnold was, the same way Mark Sanchez was, the same way Geno Smith was until he got out of there.
For Geno Smith, it took him damn near a decade to get the Jets stench off him. But he finally did. Mark Sanchez never got that opportunity. Sam Darnold, we shall see in Carolina how he does. But I did see my client, my former client, Sam Darnold, all of a sudden look a little frisky outside of the Jets. Hell. Now you might say, well, why can Mike White succeed there? This does not apply to all quarterbacks. Chad Pennington was fine. This applies to guys who the media assigns as the savior, the future of the franchise. They get thrown into the cauldron a little too early when they're a little raw, and then they get eaten alive. So how do we explain Mike White, Your Honor? Well, that's what I just said. You might Mike White is the Cinderella story backup. None of the pressure, none of the scrutiny. And by the way, if you remember, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, what happened to Mike White the last time he got this opportunity? Mike White was nobody. He comes in for a game. And what does he do? He throws for 400 yards and three touchdowns in a victory. And all of a sudden, there's excitement. There's enthusiasm. He gets a taste of what my client, Zach Wilson, has had to deal with. (coughs) Excuse me. And how did he do? Well, in his next two games... One touchdown and four interceptions, including a game against Buffalo with a 33 rating. It was almost like the moment Jet fans start having hope about a quarterback, their generations of terrible quarterback karma ruin him. That's what's happened to Zach Wilson. I rest my case. All right, by the way, Zach Wilson stinks. Yeah, I mean, he stinks. So. I'm not actually defending Zach. No, these are all ne- fun, indefensible defen- okay, defenses all right, we next. got here. The Broncos hit a new low, losing to Sam Darnold's Panthers. Russell Wilson has eight touchdowns in 10 games, and his own teammate, Mike Purcell, gave him an earful on the sideline. Everyone is saying he's cooked, including TV analyst Nick Wright. Counselor, defend your client, Russell Wilson. I hate that guy, but order in the court, though. Yeah, Your Honor, you need to recuse yourself. You can't be saying you hate my client. I don't hate him. I I, I strongly dislike him. You can't be saying you hate my client. Please let the record reflect that (laughs) Your Honor has shown his own biases and is not going to be able to be an impartial arbiter of the truth here. In fact, you know what? I'm not. I I, I don't need to defend (laughs) Russell Wilson. I I, I move for a mistrial, please. We need... need we, we need fair and impartial analysts. We heard your honor from the bench. It was caught on a live microphone. Say, I hate this guy. <laughs> I, I move for a mistrial motion, motion with, denied. with prejudice. Your honor, I apologize, <laughs> sir, but you have befouled the court and embarrassed yourself. The, 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 you do not deserve to wear the robes of justice any longer. Let's move. Let's just move on. I didn't take an oath. Let's just move on. All right. No defense. Let's Don't do need one. Ja- J- Jaguars mascot Jackson Devo- DeVille yeah. showed up to the game versus the Ravens and only a Speedo. Come on, man. There's kids watching the game. Counselor, your client is Holy Jackson. bleep. I didn't. Yeah, Wait, no, I, I didn't see this. Yeah, I saw that, but I just didn't. I thought the whole yellow thing was a suit. So wait, he's not wearing. That's that's crazy. Hold on a second. I mean, I think he should be tested. Tested for what? What do you mean? For substances. Oh, you think it was high? I mean, but the team. I mean, yeah, have... I mean that's definitely. Hold on, he I got to I, I gotta admit, but it's a. <laughs> I prepped for this show quite well. I was I I was not prepped on the Jackson Deville controversy. I'm going to have to read more about it. Okay. You really cheeked up, like on the sideline. Cheeked right? up. It's crazy. Like, cheeked what, up. What's going on? Scantily clad Jacksonville causes social media stir during game. This is from News 4 Jax. Uh, after the thunderstorms passed through, it was unseasonably warm Sunday at TIAA Bank Field. A little too warm for Jaguars mascot Jackson <laughs> DeVille. The mascot known for pushing the boundaries shown multiple times during the broadcast wearing nothing but his mascot head with a slimmer version of his mascot suit along with a tiny pair of American flag swimming briefs. 
Jackson's attire quickly became fodder for Twitter users. Uh, so I totally I, wasn't thinking about the fact that that's Florida. Yeah, but it's I hold on. Is he? I need to know. Is he still wearing a suit? Nah, man. It says he is. I very do we have suit. By the second half, he put his full suit back on. All right, this is not my best uh, showing on <laughs> Nick Wright, public defender. <laughs> Luckily, you got me out of having to defend Russell Wilson. I think he might actually be an actual Jaguar. I read this question, and I assumed <laughs> he was wearing a Speedo over the, the mascot right. cast <laughs> costume. <laughs> and I thought it was so dumb that people were upset about it. I'm now seeing this, and I've got to say, bad move. Bud. I agree with the people who are angry. I don't want to sound like a Puritan, but this is inappropriate. <laughs> like I can't defend it. I didn't know this happened. That's funny. Like, I saw that during the game, but I, like I, I just didn't think it was. Listen, speedo either. being like, around, you know, the prince that was promised can lead any, any of us to do crazy things. <laughs> but this, you know what? There it is. I'm back. Your honor, I plead temporary insanity. My client, Jackson DeVille, has spent years now around Trevor Lawrence. And he saw the breakout game coming. And he was so excited and enthusiastic. He simply was in a rush after the rain delay to get back to the field. And he was, I, who can blame him for not wanting to miss a single throw from the prince that was promised? He rushed to the field and then realized, oh no, I took my suit off because it got covered in rain. It was all wet and it was drying. And now I'm out here and I don't have a suit. But if I go back, I'm going to miss a couple possessions. So my client did what any true fan would do, stayed there, watched the prince that was promised, and then at halftime, when the game wasn't going on, got fully clothed. He, he just couldn't. He's too big of a fan. And you know what you want your biggest fan to be? Your mascot. Yep. I feel like he was only doing his job. All right, last one. All right. Do you ever put on a hat and it's a bit too tight? Mm -hmm. Brian Robinson doesn't. Yeah. After the commander's win, Washington's rookie rocked his hat in the locker room. Yeah. And uh, so defend your client in his hat. Okay. And his, his friend's hat business, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So it's very simple. Uh, do you value loyalty and friendship or do you not? Uh, Brian Robinson. That's sick. Brian Robinson clearly uh, has a friend, a good friend. It said, starting a business and could use some help. And he said, I got you, buddy. You guys like it's a hat business. And he said, no problem. I wear hats all the time. He's like, I got to tell you, it's a big hat business. I'm like, okay, how big can it be? And the answer is pretty big. <laughs> but use a man of his word. Dude, I, you'd wear that. Can we get those? Do we have, do, do we have the budget? Answer. Do, do we have the budget to get, uh, Oh, look at the look. I like that. Can we get me a Chiefs big hat? What do you want? Jags for Prince that was promised? Definitely don't want a Jags big hat. I'd probably who would you want? Ravens? No. Uh Chiefs? The, probably the Vikings. The Vikings? Yeah. You're a Vikings fan now? Yeah. I just no, honestly, like I they like They win the, you the one Chiefs, bet. The Chiefs are my favorite team, but the Vikings have not lost me a bet. Yeah, I've been keeping track of that throughout the season. And I also like their, like, okay. I don't like the red and the red and yellow is cool. But How about a, a Celtics one? Oh, yeah. Let, you, you know, all right, Blue Duck folks, let's do that. Episode 100 bonus for me and DeMonte. I want the big hat. <laughs> yeah. I want the big hat, Chiefs. He can have the big hat, Celtics. I'll wear it. Yeah, I'm going to wear it on the TV show. I'll wear it on the podcast. I'll wear it to pianos. I Okay. Oh, God. You would, too. I would. That's, I mean, you get a lot of attention. <laughs> all right. So why does my client even need defending? Those hats are dope. He's a good friend. We answer your questions and talk about your favorite moments of the first 100 episodes next. What's right?
Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We're in the Uber and a Lil Wayne song comes on. Because I'd had a few cocktails, I'm like, you know what? I'm a FaceTime Wayne. <laughs> and I called you, and as soon as it started ringing, I was like, what the f am I doing? <laughs> and I hung up. And you called me right, right back. back. <laughs> right back. Before a Slovenian basketball game, Luka Doncic was reportedly drinking soda and smoking a cigarette. Good pregame routine or the best pregame routine? Soda's toxic. Soda's no good for you. Let's put healthier things into our body than cola. Wait, are we being serious right now? Yeah, of course I'm being serious. Put Patrick Mahomes on the field against the best defense in the league. You know what he turns into? A slightly better version of Joe Montana. Pretty bleeping good. I have heard from a lot of people, Nick, you are wrong about Russell Wilson. I am here to tell those people they were correct. I was way too f***ing high on him. All I'm saying is... I told you so. Someone tweeted to Durant, did you see Nick Wright's Club Superstar segment? He had a funny line about Kyrie. Right. And Durant responded and said, I didn't see it, but I'm sure it was trash. Anyone can do Nikki's job. The question is, why do you think Katie is singling you out like that on Twitter? Does Katie hate me or really like me? You know the only common ground they have? What? Hating me. That's the only thing Warriors and Celtics fans have in common. They're like, hey, He's a jackass, isn't he? Like, yeah, we agree on that. Sucks. You know why you're Why? Because your mouth. You just talk too much too fast. The third greatest player of the last 50 years won Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The single greatest player is, of course, LeBron James. That Check is. your bingo card. It's LeBron. Okay. I don't even make single game parlays typically. 40 to one, cause Kelsey dove <laughs> at the end. Oh, we're in there. Joey Chestnut has won 14 of the last 15. Some say that he's the greatest athlete of all time. Defend them. One could argue Usain Bolt, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, none of them could have survived, let alone thrived without the one skill my client has mastered, which is eating. Can I tell the story of when we first met? Go ahead. Okay. Do you remember? No, I'm too old. Now, to the prince that was promised Trevor Lawrence. I'm done betting on the Jags for at least a month. I still want to believe in Trevor. Oh my goodness. I get an alert about a tweet. Why is Get Nick Wright in the newest Star Wars? People believe that that is supposed to be me. Yeah. Because it is me. So that's what, Deanna? What are you pointing at? Zero. What, zero what? Zero. The time? Zero. You mean I went too long? Yeah. Okay, all right, we'll be right back. That was great. I really enjoyed that. That was amazing. We're wearing our 100 episode glasses. Let's put that on Twitter as well. I So we've had everyone on the show except for your sister. Yeah, Diora. I was just, I, yeah. just I mean, you, we've had one of your sisters on the show, Deanna. Right. Diora, though is going to do the show 
Some one of the shows during <clears throat> alert to you. One of the shows during uh, December, you're going to be off. Dior is going to do it during her winter break. Okay. It's just uh, not, not trying to bump you off a show. But yeah. Dior is going to do it. I tried to tell her she's applying to all these colleges. This would be a cool thing to be able to add to the old resume. Yeah. And she uh, wouldn't do it. And now she's finally agreed to do it. Um, all right. So this is our 100th episode. So we have some listener and viewer questions or comments. Uh, Demonza, you want to go through them? Cook said, number one moment when he had his daughter on. Uh, that, Deanna was great. She did a really, really good job. Angle the microphone a little more towards your mouth. Uh, she did a really, really good job. And she'll be on again. She's been asking to come on again. She'll be on again. All right, go ahead. Jordan Thompson and many others said, Demonze's dinosaur rant. All right. Demonze didn't like that one. Demonze was very mad that that, that went out there because Demonze oh, was, was joking. Nice. And he was mad people took his total joke seriously. You're, you're playing a character. I get it. But you hadn't. This is what I always tell young broadcasters. Young broadcasters that ask me, like, what should I do? What should I do? And I'm like, listen, just get reps. Start a podcast. Start a YouTube channel. Get reps. And they're like, but, uh, but nobody's watching. It's like, that's really good. You don't want people watching or listening in the beginning. Because you want to figure out who you're going to be. You're going to be yourself, but what version of yourself? And it is important. Like, Demonze at that point was like, am I just going to, do I just want to just be the wacky sidekick funny guy? And then realize shortly thereafter, no, God dog it. I want to be taken seriously. Right. I'm a man of opinions and takes, and I can't have it out there that people thought <laughs> I, I thought Jesus died. rode dinosaurs or whatever the hell you said. And so he's like, damn it. That's now out there for the whole world. It'll always be used against me. All right, next. All right, Nanya said, my favorite part of the podcast is the dynamic between the both of you. I'm going through the process of adopting my son, and it feels like I'm looking ahead, ahead to a future where I roast my grown son. Well, you know, that's very interesting because the dynamic between us is great. And, you know, listen, the podcast is going to go through some changes post-football because Demonze's moving to Los Angeles. So we're going to figure out you know, how that's going to work, what we're going to do. Uh, but the dynamic here is really fun and outstanding. And we've gotten through hundred of these episodes without it ever really causing a real problem in our relationship. We've had a few tough moments, but nothing, no, no like big blowups, right. nothing substantial. Um, but Demonte and I are also to like, I would, I think the best, part i think this is the best our relationship's ever been because it always so when i've been with danielle for 15 years so when demonza was like nine ten years old is when i first came around so in the very beginning obviously uh you know demonza had understood skepticism about me and you know what i mean what i was going to be about and then and then I think the skepticism went away, but we didn't have the long history of, you know, I wasn't there for your little kid years. I didn't, we didn't have the long well of memories to draw upon. And then he and I got real close when he started really ascending in basketball and I got really involved in that. But right as we were getting real close through that, I then moved to LA and was going back and forth your senior year. And then you moved to California when we all moved to New York. So then we were kind of apart for a few years. And then when we came back together was the time that everybody goes through where they must like kind of rebel against one of their parents. And so Demonte didn't re like was totally understandably. I did the same thing, like kind of in a, man, I don't want to, I don't want, to live the life you you want me to live. I want to live the life I want to live. So you and I were in kind of a tough spot because you were figuring out who you were, what you wanted to do. I, having the advantage of having made all the mistakes, was trying to prevent you from making the same mistakes I made. But that's always a... That never works in parenting, man. You just got to let your kid make the mistakes because it's the only way they like learn from them. Like You can tell them this is going to happen but all of us, when we are on the receiving end, and they're like, man, just because that happened to you doesn't mean it's going to happen to me. And then 
once it does happen or something similar, it's like, oh, I guess they were right. And then once you went through that and did that and left on your own and then came back and then we started doing this together, it was kind of, we now have 15 years of time and memories together. Plus, you're not that like you're you always have to listen to me or whatever, but you have kind of more of a thought process of eh, my track record on be careful of X, Y and Z is pretty good. And I also stay out of your business more because you're more grown. So like it's a it, it it's a, you know, John Lopez, who was my old radio partner in Houston, told me when Deanna was being born because. You know, I I was around when your sister was two turning three, but I had never been around a baby. Uh, and John, who had three grown kids, said every age is the best age. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, every age is the best age. He's like, it's the best when they're babies. And then it's the best when they're toddlers. He's like, and then it's it's for different reasons. He's like, and it's the best when they're grown, too, because you can have a totally new relationship. And that's that's how I feel. So I think I, I'm glad you asked that, Nanya. And I, I'm glad I was able to. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I appreciate that. All right. Oh. Next. Mark Passa said yep. favorite moment was love. Oh, <clears throat> favorite moment. Love hearing about your family stories. Great content and great laughs come out of them. Oh, that's nice. I appreciate that. Diora will be great when she's on here because she will roast me in a way that even my wife didn't. Yeah. Oh, and I think Diora has the she's probably the most built for this out of all of us so far given like what it is that her career path is correct she's a performer and i'm she's i'm gonna post at some point the well it doesn't matter i'm gonna post a video of my daughter singing at a musical that it sounds like oh god nobody wants to see that it will blow your mind it will she it will blow it blew my mind. I knew she could act. I didn't know she could sing like that. It blew my mind. All right, next moment. Uh Nor <clears throat> Noah Rodriguez said favorite mo moment was Nick's story about when he got $25 in Dave and Buster books from his old job as a happy birthday oh, present. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Appreciate that. Let me by the way, I'm not gonna name names there, but I would like to just go ahead and check something real quick. That company which still employs a lot of my friends um, as of right now. Okay, that's good. Stock price for that company is 36 cents a share. And maybe you should have treated some of your best employees better. And that's really not good for me, though, because I own like 10,000 shares of that company. 36 cents. 10,000 shares worth 3,600 bucks. Get out of here. How, the market cap for that. Oh, my God. That's not great. All right, last. So uh, Craig Barnett said favorite moment from the first hundred episodes is quote unquote all cheeked up. People really like Demonze just moments ago calling Jackson Deville all cheeked up. There it is. What's right with Nick Wright and Demonze episode 100. We'll be back. We will. You know what? I am going to be responsible. I'm not spending the extra day in Vegas Thursday. We'll be back with a live show episode 101. Make sure you tell your friends. We our YouTube subscribers are kind of slowing a bit. About 14K, you 14K short of the 100 k we need for DeMonte to get this thousand dollar bonus. So tell your friends, do that. We'll see you guys on Thursday. What's right? <laughs>